0: Hola, and welcome to Amigas About Friends, a podcast where two best friends talk about their favorite group of friends, friends. This podcast is intended for a mature audience and listener discretion is advised. Welcome.
1: (laughs) Ready or not
0: welcome. <laughs> I know, right? What's this one called? The one where underdog gets away or something? Yes. I got it. I got it. I got it. It is the one where underdog you gets away. You did it.
1: You had it right. I did. Yay. Nice. And what number is it? Is it number 10? No,
0: it's number No, 10. nine. Mm-hmm. So before we get started, started mental health check. Check, check, check. How are you doing today?
1: Well, y- you already know. <laughs> uh, I'm a little stressed. I mean, besides the election stress, I've just been stressed because work. Like, work is super, super busy. And today, I sat down and I was working, like, the entire time, okay? And I don't want to give myself away here, but sometimes, you know, I take an extra break here and there. <clears throat> but today... I was just at work all day and the only like real break that I had was my lunch break. And I finished everything that I thought I had to finish and right as I was signing out, I realized I forgot one thing that my supervisor has been asking me to finish since Saturday. So oh. I got super mega stressed, but I was like I just sent her an email and I was like, "Hey, like I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was so focused on all this other stuff that I totally forgot that But I will do it first thing tomorrow morning.
0: Did you put a post-it so you remember?
1: Yes, and a calendar reminder as well on Outlook. So (laughs) we'll see if I fuck it up again.
0: Uh, But how are you? Work wasn't bad. Um, I actually wasn't super busy myself. I have work and I have have to get caught up. But our numbers... um, for what I do, our numbers vary daily, so sometimes I'm super busy and I have like a shit ton of stuff, and then sometimes I'm not so busy and I have like three things to process and there's always work let's like i'm making it sound like I sit around all day if there's only three instead of twenty but um like I have stuff that I can do but the but my numbers were low today, so I kind of just took it easy and tried to um Move ahead because we have a coworker going out on maternity leave um, and we're going to take on her workload because there's only three of us in my department. It'll be split between two of us now and I'm like partially stressing out, but also I know how fast I work, (laughs) so I should be fine um but it's still stressful on top of what I mentioned earlier that I was feeling shitty today all day I had a little bit of anxiety and I didn't know why and I was super nauseous and at some point I threw up and then when Victor got home I just kind of was like hey man I think it's the energy of like everybody on the planet because it's election day and so um I think just all of that because I'm not stressed out about it I did my part I voted um so like at this point everything's out of my control but i feel like it's that whole episode of or that whole season of um american horror story all over again with the election (laughs) because donald trump again and jesus fuck like the stress not this not stress the anxiety today was just god damn it i took a nap that's how bad it was like i was getting so nauseous that i was like no i need to lay down i can't be vertical any longer
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel you. If I was capable of taking naps, I would have taken one today. But also, when I get like really anxious, I can't really fall asleep. So I was just kind of all over the place. I even cooked, even though I I didn't want to cook today because I had so many things to do that I just wanted to like not do that. Yeah. But then I was like, well, I can't sit still, so I <laughs> may as well. I will do cooking. Yep
0: would you make? I the comida in
1: la casa. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, sandwich and
0: sandwiches and just rice. Ooh. I was supposed to make rice and I didn't. Yep. carbs. Um, well, I had carbs too. Well, our potatoes is potato a carb?
1: <laughs> I believe so.
0: <laughs> I think so too.
1: Look, made, listen, we have these all knowing rectangles.
0: <laughs> I made um, potatoes with onion and spam Ooh. and
1: then just
0: Ooh. have
1: tacos i'm a big fan of spam
0: dude me too it kind of takes me back to like my childhood my mom used to make she didn't make it all the time so like let's not make it sound like i was a poor child growing up
1: <laughs> <laughs> i like how you're like she made it but no all, not all the time
0: guys <laughs> no 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 not all the time But she was one of those things that like, when she was making papas con spam, it was like, oh, yes, it's a treat. We get a treat today.
1: I need to, I need to learn how to make these papas with spam because we have some potatoes and we always have spam in this house.
0: I never have potatoes. I bought some to make albondigas.
1: Oh, albondigas sounds so good.
0: They were so yummy. Anyway. How was Halloween? Let's talk about that real quick.
1: (laughs) So Halloween was chill. So we didn't. I guess we did do Halloween celebrations, but what we did was, it was my friend's birthday, and, like, it's my group of friends that are taking, like, isolation, like, super, super seriously. So, they had isolated, I think, for, like, two weeks before coming to our house, mm-hmm. and we also um, isolated as well, and we also got tested for COVID before they came over. They all have, like, super old parent well... Yeah, most of them have really old parents, um, so they just didn't wanna, they didn't wanna risk it. But we really wanted to get together for my friend's birthday, so it was the six of us. They came over to my place. We had seafood boil um, at the house. I made cake; it was delicious. And then I tried to make that same damn cake again. It didn't turn the same like after because I was like, "This is so good." Because it was like a recipe I'd never tried before. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I digress. We had a good time and then after like the dinner and the games that we were playing because we were playing Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> after that we went to, uh, to the drive through like um, the Haunted Trails the drive through oh, okay. uh, in Del Mar. It's actually pretty fun. I, I was actually really anxious because I'm one of those people that doesn't go to those because mm-hmm. I have really high anxiety and I don't like jump scares which is what most of that is
0: yeah
1: but um I was telling Justin it just kind of felt like a scary Disneyland ride because we were in the car so I felt like pretty safe there were still a couple of jump scares but not as bad as I thought um (laughs) there was the scariest ones where like this guy was like you know trying to get at the car and in all his gear whatever and he was like student debt You know, and that was like super scary. And then there was another one that was like dressed up as a doll, you know, like a broken doll. And she was like, my name is Karen. Let me talk to the manager. Uh, So that one was really scary, too. (laughs) But yeah, overall, it was really fun. No one came to our house for candy. Like not one person showed up. But I mean, we live in apartments, so we didn't really think anyone was coming anyway.
0: But how about yours? Did you guys give out candy? So, no, we didn't give out candy. Um, I bought a shit ton of candy at the 99th and store, But, like, for mm-hmm. my kid. I didn't buy for the neighborhood kids. Last year when we put out candy, I put out a bowl. And, like, mm-hmm. I think we saw, like, two people come by. And then I don't remember if we, like, left or what we did last year. Point being, when we came back, the, like, we weren't gone for very long. When we came back, the bowl was empty. And so then I kind of just looked at Victor like how m- much do you want to bet that it was like a teenager that like just fucking poured the took whole it bowl into their bag and like pieced out. So I didn't bother with the candy this year. I didn't think we were going to get any trick-or-treaters um, but I my mom had given us a projector a couple years ago and I've never used it and so we busted it out and set up outside and i put like a sheet and whatever and so we watched the nightmare before christmas with the kids oh, i love that movie i know me too um but then the stupid projector so like we set it up and i was like cool i got it we're gravy and like kids everybody come down and you know whatever and so everybody's like sitting down waiting and i'm like pressing play and on the title screen the music was playing but then as soon as i press play for the movie No sound. So then Um, the kids are like getting up and they're getting restless and they're like, you know, in my way. And so finally I was like, everybody needs to get the fuck out of my way so that I can figure this out so that you can watch this TV. (laughs) So I ended up connecting the Bluetooth on my phone and playing the movie through my telephone and then playing the DVD. So I was able to work that out and like time it perfectly so that the everything matched
1: oh yeah wow so wow so- that's some talent right there
0: oh it all worked out i was so glad because i was so annoyed with the stupid um projector but anyways um so yeah that was that was my week and my weekend and fun fun times this week's episode was the one where underdog gets away at the beginning of this episode we start with uh everybody at everybody at the coffee house and monica monica jesus christ rachel is um asking her boss for a an advance on her paycheck and he tells her like honey you suck as a waitress and she's like but i'm really trying i think i'm getting better and then she's like does anybody need coffee and then everybody's like over here um because she still sucks (laughs) as a waitress she's not doing as good as she thinks she is uh and then i think at this point joey walks in uh and he's got makeup on And so everybody's kind of like, hey, so what's with the makeup, dude? And he uh, says he's an actor slash model now. And he um, posed for um, a poster for the health clinic. And he's not sure which disease disease he's going to get. And so he's hoping for Lyme disease because it's open. And then Chandler says, like, great, man. I hope you get it. And whatever (laughs) uh and then monica walks in and tells ross that their parents are going to puerto rico for thanksgiving and he says Nuh-uh. and then he says i'm gonna call mom and so he calls his mom and finds out that they really are going to puerto rico for the holiday and he gets so upset and so monica decides to volunteer to make thanksgiving dinner for him uh and then invites everybody else because why not um at this point yes and they invite phoebe Yes. Uh, uh, be, then,
1: because her, oh, sorry. Now you're <laughs> I good. think we're all a little delayed because Phoebe's grandmother is celebrating Thanksgiving. What is it like on lunar Thanksgiving? Is that what she's celebrating?
0: Yes, because of the boyfriend, because of the grandma's boyfriend. And at this That's point, we right. cut to Carol's apartment, Carol and Susan's apartment, where Ross is there to pick up a skull uh, that Carol borrowed for um, her teaching. And they, he finds a book and um, Susan mentions that she's reading it to the baby and he says like, oh, the unborn one. (laughs) And she kind of says like, yeah, you know, they can hear you in there. And um, he kind of doesn't believe it and goes over to the apartment where Monica is like trying to figure out stuff to get um, Thanksgiving dinner ready. And he's telling them about it. And Phoebe says, you know, I believe it. And why don't you put your head in this turkey and I'll show you that it's true. (laughs) Um, And then Chandler says that he really wants to butter him up so that he puts his head in the turkey. And then uh, we find out that Chandler hates Thanksgiving because that's when his parents decided to announce that they were getting a divorce. They also, at this point, um, Rachel had asked for an advance at work because she wanted to go on vacation with her family who always goes to Vail. For Thanksgiving and gang surprises her with uh, an envelope of money so that she can buy her ticket to Vail and then we cut to Joey flirting with a girl at the subway station and she's super into him until she sees that he's on a health poster and the poster that he got selected for was 4VD and so she's just like um I forgot I have something to do and then he's like what do you mean Bye. and she's like deuces Um, Because she thinks he's got a disease and he gets all like, damn it. And then they basically do a little um, montage of... Like a little montage of all the signs in New York City of him having VD.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What what Mario isn't telling you.
0: (laughs) Because his name on the poster is Mario. And then he shows up to Monica's all sad because his mom doesn't want him over for the holiday. Because she thinks he's got VD. And then... (laughs) They start discussing the different types of potatoes that Monica's not making. So Ross asks for lumps. Phoebe starts making the or helping with the mashed potatoes and adds, um, she smooths out the potatoes. Peas and onions? Yeah, because she wants to add peas and onions. And then Joey says, I've got a question. There's no tater tots. And Monica's like, What do you mean? That's not a question. And he goes, Yeah, but like, Oh, poor me, because my mom doesn't want me over for Thanksgiving, so like, can you make tots? So she's now making three types of potatoes with lumps, with peas and onions, and tater tots. Which, ill peas and onions. Uh, and then, at this point, Chandler busts into the apartment talking about how Underdog got away from the Macy's parade. So the giant balloon is just floating over New York City. Uh, and he says like, you know, let's go see, let's go see. It's a once in a lifetime thing. And so everybody kind of runs out. And as they're running out, Monica yells out, got the keys, to which Rachel hears, got the keys. (laughs) It turns out that none of them have the keys. And then Mm -hmm. it cuts over to Carol and Susan's where Ross is just kind of awkwardly speaking to the bump. And um, (laughs) (laughs) Carol tells him like, you don't have to do it just because Susan does it. And so then it motivates him kind of to like talk to the bump. And then we cut back to the gang all coming back from seeing underdog fly away. Uh, And then Phoebe says that it's so sad that they had to shoot him down. And so everybody's kind of standing in the hallway waiting for somebody to open the door. And they realize that nobody had the keys. And so Joey and Chandler say they have a spare, but they have a spare in a drawer that is full of keys. So they start going through (laughs) one by one trying to open the door. Uh, and Monica's getting really frustrated because all of the food was cooking while they went out to check on underdog, and then it kind of cuts back to Ross um, talking to the belly, and as soon as Susan walks to the door, he starts singing to the belly, Uh, and at this point, the baby kicks, and it's the first time ever that it kicks, so then um, Carol's like, keep singing, keep singing, or Susan says, keep singing, and so then they all feel the baby kick, and it's super cute, and Those firsts are awesome. Uh, When they finally find the, we go back to the gang and they finally find the key to the apartment, you walk in and there's all the smoke because the turkeys burnt, the potatoes are ruined, potatoes are ruined, potatoes are ruined. So nobody gets potatoes and nobody gets turkey. Uh, And then Ross walks in and says, this doesn't smell like mom's. And then everybody starts (laughs) fighting about how Monica's house wasn't their first choice. And Mm -hmm. um, because Rachel's upset that she missed her flight. Because of the stupid apartment being locked and nobody having a key. And then so Joey kind of says, like, this wasn't anybody's first choice. And Monica kind of loses it because she busted her ass trying to make everybody happy for Thanksgiving by pleasing everyone that couldn't be with their families and making them all what they wanted. And nobody asked how Monica wanted her freaking potatoes. Uh, And then they notice that the ugly naked guy across the street is having ugly naked Thanksgiving with ugly naked gal. Uh, And then there's ugly naked dancing. And so they all think it's really sweet that at least he has somebody for the holidays. And they kind of realize, like, oh, we kind of have each other. So, like, let's not be stupid and salty and assholes about it. So then they have go-to sandwiches for um, Thanksgiving dinner. And they all kind of get together. And at this point, Chandler's kind of like, hey, like, I'm sorry you guys had a shitty holiday but if your plans had gone through the way they were supposed to we would not be here together Uh, and at the very end of the episode joey goes back to the subway station where his photo is posted that it says mario what mario isn't telling you that he has dd and so he tries to rip the bottom of the poster and at one point it says something about hemorrhoids and then there's another one (laughs) for like cervical cancer some type of cancer and bladder
1: control i think
0: oh, yes so well, that's one of them uh and then the last one is winner of three tony awards and then that's where our episode ends yay and the, that's where he keeps it <laughs> right he's the winner of three emmys Did, tony's tony's
1: i honestly don't really know the difference between all the awards i'm sorry I
0: don't either tbh
1: anyway This was an interesting episode. So at the beginning of this episode, we see that Rachel is trying to request an advance from her job at the coffee house. And her boss, I think his name is Terry, um, states that she is a terrible, terrible waitress. So have you ever been told that you suck at your job, any job that you've had before? Or have you ever just personally felt that you sucked at your job without it necessarily hearing from anybody
0: else? Yes. Um, So I was working for a hospital and they basically just needed like an admin assistant but they were giving me like bs tasks it was i they really didn't need me there i don't know why i was there it was a temp job so whatever but they they kept giving me little like nothing tasks and so then at one point it was like oh is there anything else that i can help with and so when they finally gave me something of substance i was like ooh, i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) (laughs) It was just something that like i i didn't know um exactly how it needed to go because they had a particular order and so i tried doing that but then it got to a point where the order kind of wasn't in order and i wasn't sure if i was supposed to fix it or keep that pattern where like the first couple things are in order and then this was like all stupid and then like the rest of it was in order so i had to like ask and it was just it was just a boring, boring job. That one and then a different one where I worked for a school and I was the operations manager's assistant and so she was in charge of um, like keeping updated credentials for the teachers and all that kind of stuff and I didn't necessarily know exactly what their credentials looked like that I needed to keep uh, until she showed me. So like at first I sucked because I couldn't find the dates and it was just a whole thing. And I mean, I was 19 or something. Um, but when she finally showed me, I felt better about it. But I was kind of like, I think these teachers' credentials are expired. Like we need new credentials. And she's like, no, that's actually okay. And I was like, oh, well, never mind then. <laughs> but aside from that, no, I've, I feel like I've always been pretty good at my job. What job have you sucked at and or been told you've sucked? Oh, man. So I think I've
1: mentioned before that I worked at Kohl's and I considered myself like a pretty good cashier. Like I, I was, I was fast. I, I managed to get credit cards every now and then, which was a big thing. Um, But I had a manager that was like, Hey, like you're doing really good at the registers. We want to have you do something else. And so I was like, awesome. So they had me on trial for like two weeks to see where like I could what what was my best fit rather so they had me on like marketing and like displays, like literally just changing signs and and stuff like and then they had me um do like more of like the clothing displays so like organizing so like we would get a binder that said the layout that the clothes needed to be in mm mm-hmm. Um, and so I got that, uh, and, and then I think I tried like warehouse, like I tried a whole bunch of different departments, um, and then different clothing departments too. So like juniors, kids, you know, housewares, whatever, but that those two weeks that they had me on trial, like I was going through something really, really difficult. And also I got my period, uh, you know, (laughs) what a few of those days that I was doing it. So I was trying really hard, but I could tell that I just wasn't measuring up. And at the end of the trial, the manager called me into his office. His name is Matt. I still remember his dumb face. (laughs) Just kidding. He's not dumb. (laughs) But his face is dumb. (laughs) He looked at me. He looked at me and he was like, Well, we tried you in all those different departments, and it turns out, yeah, I thought you had potential, but it turns out that's all it was. It's just potential. So you will stay at the registers and that like was some of the shittiest i felt so terrible i felt so worthless because no offense to anyone that still works retail it is a really really tough job but i was like man i can't even i can't even work on displays like huh like um but you know what i forgave myself because i was going through a really difficult time the job was awful. Like it paid shit. Uh, I'm sure it still does not pay very well. Um, And they do have like a lot of expectations for their employees. Like, I mean, this is the type of job that is, if you ask a question, like you're dumb, at least the store that I worked at. Mm -hmm. But everything was fine in the end because um, I took that comment to heart. Like I still, I still get my feelings hurt when I remember it. And that was like my motivator, one, to actually Get into a different department. So I ended up working in jewelry and then I ended up working in customer service and doing like the cash office. And then after that, I got the fuck out of there (laughs) because I could not take it anymore. But yeah, absolutely. Um, And even in my current job, sometimes I wouldn't say that I'm like a terrible worker at it, but there are times where even though I know that I'm a good worker, I just feel so overwhelmed and there's so much work that I'm like, oh my God, I'm terrible. But really, It's not that. Coles definitely takes the cake for that one.
0: You don't suck. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So Rachel had asked for the advance because she was trying to join her family in Vail for Thanksgiving. What do you usually do for Thanksgiving? Um, Any specific traditions?
1: Man, no, none at all.
0: (laughs) When... um, Because, I
1: mean, we didn't celebrate Thanksgiving in Mexico, so I didn't really see that holiday until I was 11. And my family didn't, we didn't grow up doing that, so we didn't have our own traditions. And then my dad passed, so I guess our tradition was to get invited to somebody else's house. (laughs) Um, And I actually really do enjoy like the super traditional Thanksgiving dinner you know like I really like I really look forward to the turkey and the mashed potatoes and the stuffing and and the sweet potato like casserole that sometimes people bring and the pumpkin pie like I dig all that shit I really like it. Uh, I've never made my own Thanksgiving dinner but I've been wanting to uh, for a while just because I I do want to have like a Thanksgiving tradition and I was actually telling my my boyfriend like I was like man I haven't had a traditional Thanksgiving dinner the last one that I had was actually with your fiance (laughs) and it was kind of awkward because of all the people that were there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, i'm glad i was I think there. that was like the last like <laughs> i know man i thought you would be i thought that's when we were gonna meet first that was 2016 that was four years ago but after that i haven't had one yeah and then 2018 i had like my boy my current boyfriend so the, i had thanksgiving with his family but it's not like traditional like it's they just got wings and rice and filipino food and but it wasn't like turkey you know Yeah. And then the year after that, we went to the Philippines. So we didn't have Thanksgiving dinner. Um, And this year we're going to Vegas. So I don't know. We're having our Friendsgiving. Do you have traditions? That's true. We are having our Friendsgiving on
0: the 15th, 14th, one of those days.
1: Yeah. I am actually super stoked for that.
0: Um, so we usually get together for Thanksgiving, that is the tradition, uh, we don't break the wishbone, I don't think that's ever happened in my house, normally my mom makes the turkey, which is not to like knock on my mom, but she's not the best cook, love you mom, but damn dude, her turkey is the bomb, she does like a bacon wrap something or other turkey thing, it is so good um my kids like is Nana making the turkey (laughs) like every year I'm like I don't know uh but this year I don't know what we're gonna do due to COVID but um but yeah that's normally we normally get together which is funny because when I was younger I remember doing Thanksgiving with my Mami Lupe which is my dad's mom and all of my aunts on Mm -hmm. that side of the family and then at one point we started my mom was like I'm going to do Thanksgiving. And I was like, you're not going to go with grandma. And she was like, no, I'm making Thanksgiving with my family. And I was like, so no grandma. She was like, no. And I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> odd. Cause we did everything with my mommy Lupe. Uh, and it just felt weird to not do Thanksgiving with my mom because she's my mom. So it was just, it was super awkward. And I kind of hadn't thought about it until that moment where it was like damn do we always do this or do we do thanksgiving with like my mom and her family and it was just a weird situation but moving forward from that thanksgiving we always did thanksgiving with my mom's side of the family and then christmas will forever be my dad's side of the family but yeah that was it threw me off that one year <laughs> i was like what are you talking about you're not gonna go to come that- <laughs> what do you mean but yeah so it's been, it's been normal since then.
1: <laughs> so Monica decides to make Thanksgiving dinner. And Phoebe asks Ross why he doesn't invite Carol <laughs> to Thanksgiving dinner. And for obvious reasons, he says no. Have you ever invited an uncomfortable guest to an event? Or had someone invite a person
0: that makes you uncomfortable to an event? Yes. In the <laughs> whole time I've been engaged, my fiance's ex shows up to everything at his parents' house. Uh, And for a while, it was fine. I was a big girl. They have a kid together. I'm I'm not a stupid female that tries to cause drama for my partner and his ex. She wasn't super crazy then. I tolerated her for as long as I could. And I no longer tolerate her. And my, <laughs> uh, my future mother-in-law got a cat. So the ex stopped coming by because she's like deathly allergic. So, I, so she stopped going over to my mother-in-law's. And so I haven't had to see her over there, which I hated. I hated not going because I didn't want to give her the pleasure of like enjoying the family that she divorced out of in her defense they did try to adopt her at some point um, because she was their foster kid before they were in a relationship. But that didn't happen. And then they ended up getting married and it's a whole thing. But um, once they got divorced, I kind of felt like, hey man, this is no longer your family. Get the fuck out of here. And I understand that like people want to be doing things for the kids and blah, blah, blah. But hey, how about you do that? And you restrict it to simply you, your ex and your child. And don't include the entire fucking family. Because that is, I felt, was disrespectful to me. Um, at this point, I no longer have to deal with it. So I'm grateful now. Um, but it was a rough four years. And thankfully, it is no longer a thing. How about you?
1: Yeah. I remember guest. it being super uncomfortable for you. But I'm also glad that you don't have to deal with that anymore. Um, I feel like I was somebody's awkward guest. So... I had this guy that I was dating, well, fiance, I was affianced with this guy. I, I've talked about him before. And we broke up and then I am an idiot. So I immediately started dating somebody else who was a total asshole. Mm-hmm. And then me and the asshole broke up and my ex-fiance um, still had feelings for me at that point. And so he, he found out that we, I was not together with asshole anymore. So he kept like, you know, trying to get together with me. And we did go to a couple dinners together and it was chill. Like I was actually kind of excited to hang out with him because I wanted to see if I could rekindle what we had and then maybe work on our problems that we had before. But I think I just felt so much pressure because I could tell that he was still in love with me and I really, really wanted to be in love with him back. Uh, and I was trying to get that that spark back. But his feelings, how like how intense they were, um, it was just so much pressure for me. And then he would tell his entire family every time that we hung out, like, oh, you know, me and Laura hanging out, like I don't know exactly what he said, but I imagine like he was telling them and like saying something like wish me luck or something. <laughs> So every time that I stopped hanging out with him, I was an asshole, but onto your actual question. So he invited me (laughs) to, um, his company dinner, like for Christmas. And it was the winter of 2017. So the end of 2017, he invited me to this company's party and it was extra awkward because I used to work there too. And we broke up. And I want to say like a month after I left for another job, so I wasn't there to see it, but a lot of people that I used to work with told me that there was a lot of talking about me and they were saying that I was probably already cheating on him um, with the guy that I ended up dating for a while. And there was like this girl that I used to be really close friends with who was also going to be there. And her and I were super awkward because there was just, there was just weird drama between me and her after I left my ex-fiance. Um, and so I I showed up, I was trying to do one of those, like, look at me. <laughs> like, I I don't, I don't care what you guys think about me. <laughs> um, But honestly, it was so awkward. Like, I felt so out of place. Like, we like i took pictures with him and and it was nice like but i just felt like it was just a weird weird vibe you know and i could tell people felt awkward because i was there but yeah it was just so uncomfortable but yeah that was that was the time where i just felt wow i sh- i shouldn't be here <laughs> i i was the awkward guest um uh, people have also invited awkward people (laughs) to things um, like that's been uncomfortable for me and it's always been excess but never like this particular party the party was the worst
0: so monica takes the time to make all kinds of different mashed potatoes to satisfy everyone's craving of their own mom's potatoes Uh, is there a dish that you really enjoy when it's made by somebody else particularly someone who makes it the best yes two
1: actually so my aunt on my dad's side so my, one of my dad's sisters just makes the best like albondigas like so good okay and albondigas I feel is like one of those dishes that a lot of Hispanic households know how to make but every mom has their own recipe or like their own like I put this much in instead of that, like, you know, their own secret or whatever. But my tia Carmen just makes the best albondigas. And I wanna say actually Carlos in general. I just love all her Carlos, all her soups that she makes. And I've tried to copy some of those recipes and they just don't turn out the same, you know? And then another one which makes me super sad because I'm probably never ever gonna have it again is my, uh, well, used to be my best friend she is vegan and i was vegetarian for a while and we used to live together and she makes the best vegan mac and cheese it does not taste like real mac and cheese but it is the best vegan mac and cheese mac and cheese that i've had and she has given me the recipe before and i have tried to make it and it just doesn't come out and i've had another friend who's vegan try to make it and they just it's just not the same man and it makes me so sad because that used to be my like anytime that i was sad man i'm gonna get sad right i'm sorry <laughs> like every time that i was sad or like having like a bad day like she would just make it for me she would either make like that vegan mac and cheese or she would make um this chocolate cake that also it's so fucking good um that one is <laughs> actually my favorite chocolate cake not just vegan chocolate cake it's my favorite chocolate cake um, but no, there's no one else that makes me like her, so I'm never gonna have that that mac and cheese ever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, how about you? <laughs> what about
0: you? <laughs> um, I would honestly have to say anything that my grandma makes. Well, used to make. Um, my grandma's cooking was the best, and my aunts are pretty good at replicating. What um, my grandma used to make as far as, like, um, like chile verde and a couple of other things that I refused to make just because I, I don't like cooking pork. Um, and nopales. I used to love my grandma's nopales. I don't know how she would make them, but they were always so delicious. Uh, and they can, they get pretty close, but it's not, the like, you know, it's not the same. Grandma had a secret touch. Um, but yeah. Anything, anything my grandma would make. I freaking, I miss all of her food. And it sucks because she's not here to make it for me anymore. That's it though. Grandmas
1: have a secret touch.
0: Yeah, they really do. And it sucks. Well, okay. And I'm lying. Um, So last week I mentioned I had carne apache. Uh, Oh yeah. And that is made by my ex-boyfriend's grandfather. Um, he is a very, very old man from a town called Copija in Mexico. And so when he comes normally, um, he's here for a couple months and he usually makes it for them. Uh, And this time around, I was like, Hey, can you ask him to make it for me? (laughs) And he was nice and made it for me because he actually still likes me. (laughs) That's very sweet. Yeah.
1: As he should. You're very likable. I I like you. I think you're pretty (laughs) likable.
0: Everybody seems to, like, drunk me, so that's a a plus, I
1: guess. Drunk you is very friendly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I should be proud of that or, uh, like, uh, hide my face off the (laughs) table.
1: No, no, I think you should be proud of it. Some people get rude when they're drunk. That is true. And don't they say, like, in Spanish, like, that drunks and kids always say the truth? So, con esta lógica, then that means that when you're drunk and you're being, like, super nice, that's just how you are in real life.
0: I try. It's easier when I have no, uh, no walls, guards, or boundaries, <laughs> which, you in know, inhibitions, during, which during times of COVID, uh, I can't cross boundaries because I'm very touchy and, like, huggy when I'm drunk. So, that's... Um... <laughs> Can't do that right now. Somebody's going to, like, push me away. Like, bitch, six feet. Six feet. (laughs) I'm going to be like, but I'm over five foot two. (laughs) I am only 5 foot
1: 2 i can not be six feet. Moving on. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so both of us celebrate Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. as we were just discussing. And uh, Chandler happens to hate Thanksgiving, and he doesn't celebrate it, as he mentions in the episode. He doesn't even eat the food uh, that is related to Thanksgiving. So are there any traditional holidays that you just refuse
0: to celebrate? I don't think so. No, I think we kind of celebrate all of them, including Easter. But Easter's odd because we don't celebrate on Easter. We used to just do Easter whenever, um, because I have joint custody of my children. And so Mm -hmm. it was kind of... um, like a thing where it was like hey is it your year with your kid or is it your exes and it was like oh I don't have him this weekend but next weekend and so then we would just plan it around whenever I had my kids so um that was like a non-traditional tradition that we would celebrate near uh Easter (laughs) but never actually on Easter but I'm pretty sure we celebrate Everything. everything and you? What don't you celebrate?
1: I'm pretty sure we celebrate everything too. I'm trying to think. Like, I don't think I'm anti-anything. For a while, I didn't celebrate so fucked. So I got married on August 21st of 2010, which also happened to be my dad's death anniversary. And this is something that I discussed with my ex prior. And I assured him it wouldn't be a problem. It's fine. We literally could have gotten married months later. It wouldn't have really mattered. But for some reason, we really, really wanted to get married in August. And that just happened to be the only Saturday that was available. So it did matter. (laughs) Like, so uh, the first year, it just kind of felt super awkward to like it was like so which one am I going to choose am I going to be happy about my anniversary or am I going to be sad that my dad passed like it was just so weird um, and so I didn't celebrate my dad's life as much um, because on his anniversary I always do something that he would do mm-hmm. whether that's singing or drinking a shot of whiskey or making huevos con pato sauce because that's something that he ate a lot I always do something to to remember him something something happy that he did Uh, and so while I was with my ex-husband I kind of stopped doing that the years that him and I were together but it wasn't it's not like a holiday I don't think I have like a holiday that I'm just like I just refuse to celebrate Christmas like I I don't I I enjoy the holiday season very much I freaking love Halloween I I love Thanksgiving food I love being cold and drinking hot cocoa I love decorating <laughs> for Christmas so no I don't really celebrate Easter, but it's not like a—it's not like I refuse to celebrate it. I just don't celebrate it. Like if someone were to invite me to their house over for Easter because they're celebrating it, like, yeah, sure, I'll come over and celebrate Easter. But I feel like Easter, too, even though it's a very religious holiday, it's also like more for kids or at least it's been geared more towards kids. So I don't have any. So I just don't. Yeah. Easter just kind of comes and goes. And I'm like, oh, Easter. Okay. But it's not like I'm like, no, I will not these, I will not eat these Easter, egg Easter eggs.
0: <laughs> You're not wrong, though, because I think that this past year we didn't celebrate because um, my kids are teenagers already. And the only little we have is oh, turning 11 in December. And so we didn't like we didn't do anything on Easter. And I don't go to church. I used to. It used to be. Well, no, I'm lying because we used to do that for Mother's Day. We used to get together for mother's day mexican mother's day uh and go to church with my grandmother to just like please her because she went to church all the time well and actually we would do that on american mother's day too but no yeah you're right i guess easter would be the one <laughs> holiday that i don't celebrate because i don't have littles and so it's kind of dumb to like what am i going to buy eggs for my kids they don't go to church if i drag them they're gonna bitch and moan the whole time and be on their phones disrespectful little shits Which I, I mean, guys, I'm making my, I'm painting a bad picture. I do not just let my kids walk all over me. They would not actually just be on their phones in church. I would (laughs) be their asses. Not literally. But um, yeah, no, I I don't like going to church. So I wouldn't force them to go to church. And that's like the one thing that seems like you should do on (laughs) Easter Sunday. Um, So yeah, that'll probably be something that I no longer celebrate. Well, that and then my aunt that I used to celebrate with moved out of town. And her little isn't little either. She's 14. So that's the story on that one. (laughs) Joey gets selected for the VD poster for his new modeling gig. Uh, The posters are everywhere. And he is so embarrassed, as well as shunned by all of the people, including his mom, who doesn't want him over for Thanksgiving dinner. Have you ever been embarrassed publicly by someone and... Or had the word spread about it?
1: Yeah, a couple times, but I'm gonna I'm gonna share kind of a lighthearted one. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was in school, I want to say it was middle school, or maybe a f- like high school, but like I was a freshman. My name is Laura Castro. And there was a student there named Lauren Caster. <laughs> And Lauren Castor was a hoe. <laughs> and she was, always, <laughs> she was always going to parties and taking her top off. Also, she was like a junior when I was a freshman. I always heard like, oh my God, I heard you were at Joey's house and you got fingered by so-and-so. I heard you took your top off. I heard you drink a beer. I heard you did this. And I was like, no, that's not are you kidding me? (laughs) I wish I could show you a picture of what I looked like in high school, specifically ninth grade, because no sir, no ma'am, that was not me. (laughs) But I was always hearing, because, you know, telephone, it would go from Lauren Castor to Laura Castor to Laura Castro. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and this started like almost immediately after I started in high school like people would be like oh your name is Laura Castro oh my god I heard that you like were skinny dipping in somebody's pool <laughs> and it was super embarrassing to me back then because I was very religious oh, and yeah. I did not want to be seen in that light and I was a nerd also, and I just thought everything everything slutty was bad. <laughs> but Lauren Castor was out here living that life, and I mean, sometimes I think about it and I'm like, I should have just been doing it if people already thought that I was doing it. Right?
0: Yes. But that is a rule that I used to live by. You're already blaming me. I may as well fucking do it now. <clears throat> <laughs> How about you? Um, I... Th- think that the so also we don't slut shame on this show just fyi this was back in the no, we don't matter um you do you boo i was known as a uh i was known as a slut but i like i wasn't i wasn't i heard rumors about me and i did make out with a lot of people but i made out with i didn't sleep with a lot of people so that's a thing um, but I think the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me, there's two. One was public. Uh, we were we used to hang out in the middle of the quad in high school, and one of my friends was messing with me, and I went to kick him, like, playfully kick him in the butt, uh, and he grabbed my leg and pulled it, and so I landed on my ass. But it was, again, in the middle of the quad at fucking school so everybody fucking saw me fall and so then I just heard laughter everywhere and that was the most embarrassing thing that happened to me in high school um and then in elementary school it was uh that I liked this little boy named Richard and I had the biggest crush on him he was so cute and I don't think he was that into me Initially, and then in sixth grade, he asked me to be his girlfriend, and then one day he asked me to stay after school so that he could kiss me, and I did not stay after school because I was nervous because I didn't want to kiss him. It would have been my first kiss. It would have been in sixth grade. Um, but I was super nervous about it, so I just went home. <laughs> um, but I yeah, like once I told like one of my friends that I liked him, and then it was like the whole sixth grade class knew that Jasmine had a crush on Richard. And then it was Jasmine and Richard sitting in a tree. And it was like, guys, oh, my God, shut up. <laughs> He's right there.
1: <laughs> I can see him
0: from here. So that was um, that was an embarrassing thing for me in, in elementary school. I hated everyone because <laughs> they exposed me. And then when I found out that he liked me, it wasn't that big of a deal. But for the time that he didn't like me, that's, why it was he didn't like me when we were in sixth grade camp and for whatever reason that's when everybody decided to like expose me and say that I liked him and so at sixth grade why can't I say sixth grade at camp (laughs) he didn't like me and so he was acting really weird around me (laughs) and then at one point I went into the restroom and I didn't lock the door thinking that I didn't need to because like it was the there was like a door inside of the bathroom that like you could lock for the toilet and so I walked in and closed that door Mm -hmm. and locked it but I didn't think to lock the main door to the restroom and he walked in and he kind of just stood there and I was like quietly standing in the stall like what I do what I do what I do so then finally I'm like hello And I just hear him bolt out of the bathroom. And so that was also embarrassing because obviously they saw me come (laughs) out of the bathroom after that. Like they were wondering who the fuck was in the bathroom too. So that was, yeah, sixth grade sucked. (laughs) Sixth grade sucked until he liked me back. (laughs) Well, I'm glad he
1: eventually liked you back.
0: Uh, I mean, I guess he liked me back. He dated me. I don't know that that actually meant he liked me. He was really weird
1: well anyways moving on to the gang runs out of the apartment to see captain underdog fly away from the balloon parade and when they come back they realize that no one actually had keys and they're all locked out of Monica's apartment which I'm may I add they never fucking lock the apartment but this just happens to be the day that they do it right but anyway have you ever been locked out of your house and or car Yes.
0: I have locked my keys in my car. I have left keys in the house. I have taken keys with me and left them at work. (laughs) And not that that's not an easy solution. I could drive back to the office and get my keys, but who the fuck wants to do that? Luckily for me though, I have littles. And so then I would just take the screen out of the window and put my kid inside the house. Uh, and make him open the door um but yeah no that's definitely definitely been the thing i think the worst one though was when i locked my keys in my car because i shut the door and then immediately was like fuck because i knew i left the key like on the seat or in the center console or wherever the fuck they were that i was like god fucking damn i was so mad at myself i was so mad at myself that i did that because i knew like the second i let go of the door like god damn it fucking keys so, yeah. And you? You've been locked out? Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. But what's funny about me locking cars or keys in cars is that I don't have my own car. So I'm doing this to other people's cars. <laughs> <laughs> because, because for some reason, they decided that I should be responsible enough to hold keys. I have left keys in trunks and in center consoles where you can see them. But you just can't reach them. And the one where I left in the center console, it was fucking raining outside. <gasps> where we were, where we were gonna go actually ended up being closed, so we couldn't even go there. So we were just sitting outside in the rain. The dude was super pissed, understandably. Mm-hmm. And there was like a like a super I want to say like a one inch opening in one of the windows. So I don't know. Why he was so delusional, that he thought like, oh, I'm just gonna put my hand in there. Like, sir, your arm is thicker than that. <laughs> uh, so we we ended up having to call AAA. It wasn't that big of a deal. Like they took him out really quickly. It was just kind of like, you know, an inconvenience. Yeah. And I have also locked myself out of the house. So I also got locked out of my house because I left my keys in my office. But this was when I was living in Chula Vista and working in like convoy area, Kearney Mesa. So there was no way that I was going back for my keys. <laughs> so I have broken into my house <laughs> and I have also like woken up my roommate to come open the door for me. Luckily, I did have a roommate uh, to open the door for me. I once got locked out of my... Um, the same girl my then best friend's apartment because I was staying with her at that time but she didn't give me keys um, and so I, I just kind of had to bank on them being awake when I came back and I think one time I came back to her house like I want to say like around nine thirty, and her and her boyfriend were already sleeping and so I was like so embarrassed because they had locked the door but it's like they were letting me stay at their place while I found a place and it was it was dark and I was outside, and so I was like, "Oh my god! Like, what do I do?" So I just ended up calling like the person I was hanging out with before. I was like, "I'm gonna have to stay at your house because I don't want to. I don't know what to do." Like, yeah. Like I, I knocked for a little bit, and then I just felt super bad because she was sleeping, and we have to work early. So like I understand, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. I got locked out of that place but I before I even decided to call the person that I was hanging out with I just kind of stood there for an hour like trying to figure out like what do I do or and also like semi hoping that she would wake up and see my texts because I was texting her and calling her Um, but no I ended up having to sleep somewhere else because she did not wake up on time and then and then that morning (laughs) because all my clothes were at her place so in the morning I like ran to Target to buy an outfit for work (laughs) it's really fun (laughs) but yeah other than that no not really I don't have my own car so I'm I cannot wait until I do have my own car and I can lock my keys in it you know pass that milestone
0: (laughs) it'll it'll happen I'm sure I'm sure Mm -hmm. it'll happen more than once too (laughs) (laughs) you try to remember but it happens um So Monica loses her shit right before they can get into the apartment um, because everybody's bitching and she's just so sad that it's her first Thanksgiving and her food is all ruined. Um, Have you ever just lost your shit and gone off on someone when things didn't go your way? God, fuck yeah. So,
1: but the more dramatic one that I can think of where I just completely fucking lost it was when I was dating that guy asshole. Mm -hmm. and so I broke up with him twice or rather we broke up twice (laughs) and the first time we broke up I broke up with him because he was an asshole and he was being unfaithful among other things and I wanted out and I got out of it I was depressed because I felt like I wasted so much time with him and also I really cared about him even though the situation was fucked and I really cared about his son. Like, like to me, that was also, like, my boy, you know? Yeah. And so I was really upset. But I did it. I, I started moving on. And, of course, right when I'm, like, moving on and feeling better about myself, he comes back around. And so we get back together. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. Like, obviously, he already knows what it's like to lose me. So he's going to change. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> So uh, this is when I was living, I was living with my cousin cause I'd moved out from his place and moved in with my cousin who also is like my best friend and I was having a grand old time and he kept like asking me, when are you moving back? When are you moving back? When are you moving back? When are you going to move back in? And I was like, chill, like, let's see, you know, how things go. Cause I did not want to move back in with him and then move out like a month later. Yeah. And I actually kept having recurring dreams that as soon as I moved in, back in with him, that he would break up with me. Well, I moved back in with him in June. Also, this fucking asshole had told me that he was going to help me move. I didn't have a lot of shit back then. But the stuff that I did have required like a, a vehicle to be transported into his place. And he told me the day before that he could not help me move because some super important dude was coming from like his corporate office or whatever and they were going to take him out for drinks and i was like thinking in my head so like you're moving like what if i was having a baby what if i was sick like this is a thing that we're doing like that we already arranged and he got so mad at me for even saying that Mm -hmm. so he didn't help me move some coworker that i barely knew helped me move bless her heart and that was in june in July, we started having a lot of problems, the same shit. He, I, I caught him like talking to other girls and, and just everything went back to this, the same situation. I feel like even worse. And, and I got him to agree in July that we would go to therapy. And that was like, such a win for me because when I first started dating him, he like just talked so much shit about therapy and he would never like step foot in there. So I got him to agree, but because it was through my work, the therapy, like it took like weeks to actually get an appointment. And so the appointment was for um, mid August or whatever. So this was July. So August comes around we go on this trip. It's just one of those situations where you can already tell, like, this is expired, man. Like every just breathing around each other was like, we just couldn't stand each other. And I feel like I, I was doing a really good job at like, trying to maneuver my feelings. Like I really wanted this to work. So I was trying my best. And then this was a Friday. Tuesday was our appointment to go to therapy. So Friday, he broke up with me. And I got so fucking mad, dude, because I was like, after all this bullshit, after you cheated on me, after you've been manipulating me and abusing me and doing all this bullshit and isolating me from my friends and my family, you get to break up with me. (laughs) (laughs) And so I went berserk and I was throwing furniture and dishes and just yelling and it was like 2 a.m so he was getting really mad at me like he was like you're gonna wake up the neighbors and I was like I don't give a fuck about the neighbors (laughs) I got so pissed off like I was I was really sad because I felt like I wasted so much time but my initial reaction was just complete and utter anger just so angry like it's one of the only times that I can tell you that I was literally seeing red like I was so agitated. I was like, I moved back in in June. It is fucking August. Like, I knew it. I knew this would fucking happen. I was so mad at myself. I was mad at this asshole. And and I absolutely lost my shit. Like, I, I was just running around the apartment destroying shit. Like, I, I wanted very much to destroy his property. Like, I was so mad. I definitely lost it. And then after I started calming down, like, I was like, oh, man, like, I've never... I never thought I would be that person. Like, I've only seen that shit in movies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I just started packing my shit. I used my anger energy to start packing my shit and packing up my fucking cats. Like, he got me, and I called my family, and they picked me up at, like, 6 a.m. in the morning and moved me out. But, yeah, that's the one time that I can say, and, like, the worst time that I can say, yeah, I absolutely fucking lost my shit. And, you know, if I could go back in time, I don't think that I could change my reaction because it was just an, such an organic reaction <laughs> to everything that had happened. Because every time that he fucked up, I did get angry. But I, but more than that, I got sad. I got disappointed. So I would cry and we would talk about it. But that last time I was fucking angry. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I'm seeing red again. How about you? When has been a time that you lost your shit?
0: God, when haven't I lost my shit? I am a very passionate person. (laughs) And so if I feel very strongly about something, I tend to lose my shit. At one point, uh, my ex-husband was very jealous, very possessive, did not like me being around my family, did not like me being around his family, although we were at his mom's house, all the fucking time. And one day he was going to go to the store or something and he walked out and I was like, no, I don't want to go. And he walked out pissed and I walked out behind him like, Hey, why the fuck are you mad at me? And he was like, yeah, just go be a hoe and go fuck my brother. And it fucking set me off. When he said that it was just kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm at your mom's house. It's your fucking brother. Like everyone was home. Where the fuck am I going to fuck your brother at? So I was like, fuck you. And then I punched him. It was just my reaction. It was my instinct. It was just like, how fucking dare you isolate me from everybody that I love. You have me around your family who you are accusing me of sleeping with and you have the audacity to actually call me out on some bullshit because it was bullshit his brother was like four years younger than me why the fuck would i go from one dumbass to a younger dumbass like what the fuck are you actually (laughs) talking about and i'm getting heated now just talking about it but that was like one of the worst times where i it just i lost my shit because He said the wrong thing at the wrong fucking time. I was just exhausted. It was just everything kind of came to the surface. And I was like, fuck you and your stupid thoughts. And how dare you accuse me of some shit that I'm not even doing. Oh, man. That was, yeah, that's like the worst of the worst of the worst that I've ever exploded on anybody ever in my life. What an asshole. Yeah, that guy sucks. (laughs) That's why we're divorced. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yes that's a good thing that's why i'm also not with that other asshole the (laughs) gang argues over being stuck at monica's for thanksgiving stating that this was nobody's first choice that was really shitty by the way for them to say that for real have you ever been forced into an event that you did not want to be at
0: (sighs) i'm gonna say yes anytime i went anywhere with my ex-husband Uh, any party that I was invited to with my ex-boyfriend. So my ex-boyfriend's family didn't like me. His brothers resented me um, because when we went through our court uh, custody battle, I did talk trash. I had information and the judge was like, yeah, good girl, you did your homework, but we're still not taking away his custody. And I was like, what? This guy is not a good person. And they were like, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, So the court system doesn't always stand behind the woman. FYI, guys, anyone who's out there afraid? So yeah, so his family didn't, they weren't very welcoming. His mom was good and his brothers were nice, but his brother's wives suck. And so it was always really uncomfortable being around them because I knew one of them specifically, like one of them would make an effort and she'd talk to me. But the other one, you could just tell she didn't like me. And she would make comments. Uh, where I wanted to talk shit so bad. But I bit my tongue because my kids were present and because I didn't want to be painted as the troublemaker uh, because I was already enough of a troublemaker in the past that I was trying to just kind of keep the peace because we're all adults. And again, my kids were there and they were never not going to be there. And so anytime... Anytime I did anything. And then obviously with my now fiance and his family when the ex was around, but she's not around no more. So I'm good. I'm good on that. And yourself? Yeah,
1: not too many times. And it's never really been like anything super forceful. It's just the like guilt trip. Like, oh, you're not going (laughs) to go. But it's mainly been when I don't feel well. So I have a lot of health issues, both physically and mentally. And there was this time in my life when I had an undiagnosed illness, uh, which ended up being gastroparesis and SMA syndrome. Nobody knows what those are, but anyway, it was just making me lose a lot of weight. And I was throwing up and sometimes I couldn't even keep water down. And at that time I was with that guy that I mentioned earlier today, who was my fiance, not the asshole, the nice one. Mm -hmm. And He had invited some friends from out of town, or rather his friends from out of town, and they were coming from, like, across the country, so it was, like, they wanted to get together. And I understood that, like, I wanted him to see his friends, um, but he was really excited about them meeting me, and so I was like, well, how about they come to the house, like, and I'll hang out with them here, because also at this time, it was super awkward for me to be in social situations, because... 99% of the time that you're in a social situation for longer than an hour, there's going to be food involved Mm -hmm. and people are going to look at you and say, why aren't you eating? And then I have to get into this whole ordeal. And at that time I had no idea why I wasn't eating. Like I didn't know. So I had to explain to everyone, well, for about a year now or so, like I haven't been able to eat. I don't know why, like, you know, and it was just like an ordeal. It Gave me a lot of anxiety. It was information that I honestly didn't really feel like sharing. Yeah. And I didn't know them. (laughs) So it was just kind of like a, it was an uncomfortable situation for me. But I know, I knew that it was important to him and and he, he kept insisting that I go with them. And it ended up being, yeah, just super uncomfortable because I wasn't feeling good. Like on top of that, I just wasn't feeling well. And they came over to our house and that was chill. That was fine. I was okay with them just coming over to our place and then, Then going to dinner but because they brought their girlfriends like he thought it would be rude if I stayed behind Hmm. so I ended up going with them to this restaurant and they actually originally wanted to go to a different restaurant but I had forgotten my ID so we couldn't go to that restaurant because it was like it was a bar mainly but they also had food and so then everyone was kind of like no one actually said anything mean but you could tell they were like "Oh, oh my god this super quiet anxious bitch over here like Mm -hmm. also left her id so we can't go to this other place you know yeah so that was one time that i I felt like i was forced into a situation that i didn't want to be at um mainly because i am kind of a people pleaser and he definitely was trying to like tug at like he was just sending me on guilt trips and you know i ended up going on the trip (laughs) round trip to guilt town And I ended up going. But um, no, other than that, not really. I mean, when I was a kid, everywhere I went with my mom was by force. But no, other than that, as an adult, I try to not even force myself to go to places like I'm I'm trying to become very um, mindful of my anxiety and know that there are some situations where if I do force myself to go, I am going to have a good time. But there are some situations where if I do force myself to go, my anxiety is just gonna skyrocket. So I'm trying to be better at recognizing what those situations are. Um, Cause yeah, definitely, especially now in the pandemic and having all these pre-existing conditions and also knowing people um, that have them and that I do spend time with like my boyfriend's parents, it, it is very anxiety inducing to like um, go just different places. But I'm like, okay, no, everything's going to be fine. Like, the people that I'm going with are mindful. I know I'm mindful. And we do test each other um, every now and then just to make sure that we're in the clear. Because we definitely don't want to have it and then keep spreading. Just spread it to people unknowingly. Yeah. But, man, it's been been a year this
0: year. It's definitely been a year. So anyways, the gang finally gets it together. Uh, After noticing that Ellie Naked Guy has someone special to celebrate Thanksgiving with uh, and Chandler toasts that he is happy, all of their Thanksgiving plans were ruined because they could all be together. What are you most thankful for this year so far?
1: I'm going to get super sappy, but um, it's the people, the people that I have in my life, Justin for sure. Uh, Because I have had extreme anxiety this year. Like, I don't know what I would do without him in this type of situation. But, I mean, this situation is probably new to the majority of people that are alive right now. Uh, So he's been really good at managing my anxiety and and just helping me still be a person. You for fucking sure. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) So, so grateful for you and for all the things that we've done, the photo shoot and just getting out of the house every now and then because I think it was with you the first time that I got out when we we went hiking that first and only time. (laughs) You you need to do it again. Um, It's true, we do. But I think that was like maybe the first or second time that I went out and it just made me realize that I do need to go out um, because I just got so caught up in like, staying inside, it's comfortable anxiety it's okay um, but definitely going out and like socializing has helped me so much um, I'm grateful so much for my job because even though it's like super stressful I still have a job like I I'm grateful that my job is pandemic proof and I'm knocking on wood <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm safe on that end I'm just grateful that I didn't I didn't lose as much as other people have lost I guess like I I've definitely have lost loved ones lost loved ones to covid and I definitely do get anxious and I've definitely been depressed and, and it's been a very overwhelming year but it could be so much worse uh, when it's all said and done I am very privileged with what I do have and yeah that's that's pretty much it I'm just grateful for people and for stability, for sure.
0: But anyway, what about you? <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. Definitely thankful that I have a job, um, because I don't know where the fuck I would be right now if I couldn't pay my rent um, and my children. And I'm just, I'm, I appreciate that I am able, as much as I hate it. I appreciate that I'm able to work full time from home uh, and be here with the kids and that they don't have to go back to school yet as much as I, I want to kick them out of the house. Cause they drive me bananas and I don't think that they're learning anything with the online learning and they could very well be their grades are fine. I just feel that they're missing out on their high school and middle school experiences, uh, which sucks. Cause I loved middle and high school. Um, but I am thankful that I'm, able to be here with them and that they're safe and definitely appreciate my fiance and you um you've definitely helped me a lot just with doing this podcast and keeping busy and then just for my family i'm grateful that i thankfully haven't lost anybody personally to covid one of my little cousins um had a fever this week and so it was kind of like ooh we need to be a little more careful. But other than that, I think everyone's kind of been okay. And I'm hoping that she just had like the common flu and it's not COVID. They haven't given, my aunt hasn't said anything, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely thankful that I personally and my family have not been affected by COVID because I, my mom's getting up there. She's not old, but she's older and So, I'm just thankful she gets to work from home. And and I pray every day that she keeps herself safe because that lady is like me and she doesn't like being home. She's una callejera (laughs) like you would not imagine. She was just at the casino the other day with my great grandma. (laughs) And it's like, hey, how about you all stay home? Oh, my goodness. My great grandma también. Anda callejera. They all hate, we all hate being home. We hate being home. But I am. I love being home. home. Oh, my God. I am thankful that I have a house yes, and that I'm here with my kids and that I'm here with my fiance and definitely he's been an angel. Like he's heaven sent, cause I don't know how I would be doing during this pandemic with anybody else. <laughs> <sighs> yeah,
1: yeah, man. I think about that too. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I, if this had happened when I was in any other relationship, one of us probably would be dead and not due to COVID i agree the timing for sure though i think for our relationships uh definitely is good as far as you know our romantic relationship but anyway
0: Uh, we're to the end guys yay so we know that the gang unknowingly started a tradition in this episode um of spending all thanksgivings together have you accidentally started a tradition with friends or family.
1: Yes. So, and this is such a tradition that kind of died down now because, uh, well, a couple of things, but mainly COVID. So when uh, one of my friends, her name is Rachel. She's one of my best friends. So when she had a baby, she had two babies, actually. (laughs) When she had twins, um, she used to live really, really close to my work that is now an empty building because of COVID. And because she lived really close and because I, I mean, she's my best friend, like I wanted to come over and see her and hang out with the babies. And I know that being a new mom is like super stressful because you're a new mom, A. And a lot of people talk about being a new mom is really difficult because it's really hard to, you know, handle a new human. And while that's very much fucking true, One of the other things about being a new mom is that you kind of lose like social, socially, you lose some friends or you just don't have as much as your old self as you used to. And while I haven't had the blessing of being a mom yet, I do understand that. Uh, And so what I would do is I would go to her house every week. I would go see her and help out with the babies and, or just entertain, just hang out with her and her husband. Because I think at that time, they didn't really have a lot of friends that had babies. So I, yeah, I would just go. And eventually, I don't know why or how, but I started going every Tuesday. (laughs) So it just just became a, a Tuesday thing. Like I was there every week. Um, I wouldn't even knock anymore. I would just walk in. I'm like, I'm here. It's Tuesday. And then I moved in with them for a little bit, so we kind (laughs) of like the tradition kind of died down because I was already living with them. Hopefully, we can bring that those Tuesday nights back. But yeah, it was a total (laughs) accident. I didn't, I didn't mean to like impose myself and be like, I'm gonna be here every Tuesday. Um, But they were super welcoming, and and I could tell that they really enjoyed my company. So I'm sure that they didn't mind. um
0: i think for me we during football season uh for sure it's my cousin and i always get together we try to get together every sunday especially when the chargers are playing but yeah so we try to get together for football sunday um and that has been our thing for the past i want to say since i met victor so like five years um that's like our thing is getting together for football uh most recently it's me you and him couples getting together for Mm -hmm. our brunches um every couple months i want to try to do it every month i don't know that that will happen but um at least every other month we've been good at getting together for brunch Uh, yeah our friends brunch yeah our friends theme brunch and then um, with the same cousin, we do uh, occasionally at least once a month, we have a game night. So that's something that um, we just started because because of COVID, we can't go anywhere. So then it was just like, well, hey, why don't you guys just come over and like hang? And then it ended up being like, oh, let's play this game. Uh, and so we do game nights on Fridays. Um on occasion just so that we can get human contact that isn't just me and Victor and the kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get that. But I think that's it as far Sometimes as Sometimes I go to those. Yeah, when you don't have to other plans with <laughs> other friends. How dare you? Or anxiety. Or, or anxiety. <laughs> or that. Also
1: I live really far away from both of you.
0: That is true. But... We live like two exits away from each
1: other. Ironically, Renee is just a tad bit closer, just a hair, a little bit closer. (laughs) But anyway, now we're coming to the end. I think I was premature, but at the end, Joey finds his VD poster and tries to cut off the bottom portion that says that he has VD and switch it for something else, and he ends up switching it to something that says, winner of three Tony Awards, right underneath his picture. Have you ever falsely advertised yourself like Joey did? The only
0: time I have ever falsely advertised myself was when I portrayed myself to be single. And I used to do that at bars. And I used to do that online. And I used to do that all the time. (laughs) I no longer do that. I do wear my engagement ring and I try to post as many photos because it is a gorgeous, gorgeous ring. And yourself, Laura, any false advertising? I have
1: falsely advertised myself as engaged. (laughs) (laughs) So the opposite. So when I got divorced, I felt really weird not having a ring on my finger. And I realized too that when, because I... Things happened when I got divorced. I left the church so I was no longer a Mormon and I was like 22, 23. So I wanted to experience the world as a non-Mormon person. This included going to bars and clubs and just going out. But I realized too that going out without a ring as a 23 year old, sometimes guys would approach me and I have never had any type of relationship from anyone that I met at like a bar or a club or anything like that and I didn't want to so I bought myself a fake wedding set it was super (laughs) nice it was like my dream wedding set you know something I definitely would not be able to afford if it was real (laughs) and I would put that shit on and I would just go out and people like guys would sometimes come up to me And I'd be like, oh, sorry. Oh, no, I'm married. (laughs) And my friends that I would go out with at that time would be like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Like, you could just tell them that you're not interested. Why are you lying? And I was like, it's just easier. Like, sometimes guys will not respect your no, but they'll respect that you are married. Yep. Sometimes they won't even respect that. Like, they'll be like, I won't tell if you won't tell. Nope. Which is something else that I found out. (laughs) But yes, I did advertise myself as engaged when I was so single. Just for a couple months, though. We are now done. Yay! Sorry
0: about the mess. It
1: was kind of messy.
0: I feel feel like we were both like... All of that. And if we don't edit all of it, we're going to edit most of it. And we hope you enjoy this extra long episode.
1: Or extra short, depending on how much we cut out.
0: (laughs) That is true. Hashtag election day. Hashtag anxiety. Hashtag 2020. Yes. 2020. 2020 sucks. Well, you guys have a good night. And stay boozy. And hydrated. (laughs)